the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'll continue my visit with one of the speakers for Reasons for Hope, Frank Figueroa, as we talk about suicide from a biblical worldview. Stay with me for some important information and discussion on this subject. You can reach me anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at IntegrityCounselingGroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors, Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. When it comes to education for your student, Northwest Christian School believes that trusted truth transforms. With that in mind, they developed their fully online Christian school, NCS Online, for your kindergarten through ninth grade student. NCS Online curriculum has been developed in-house by experienced Christian educators and is infused with a biblical worldview. NCS Online provides a rigorous, affordable, customizable online education in an established Christian community and culture. Visit ncsonline.org to learn more or contact their admissions team at 602-978-5134. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm excited to be joined once again by Frank Figueroa. He's one of the speakers for Reasons for Hope, the national ministry that sponsors The Plum Line. By the way, their website is r4h.com. Of course, I mention that frequently in the sponsorship announcements, but I'll do it again, r4h.com, r-f-o-r-h.com. And you can reach out to me and share any thoughts or comments about the broadcast when you email theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Well, Frank's back with me to talk more about suicide from a biblical worldview. And I want to kind of start off here by reminding people that this subject here of suicide is 
is we're, we're dealing with something that is a sin. The scriptures make that clear. If you missed the first show where we talked about that aspect, you can look that up at, on Spotify. Just put in the plumb line with Jay Rudolph. You'll find that edition on suicide on Spotify. And there are a number of incidents recorded in the scriptures of people committing suicide. The one that came to mind for me right away was King Saul. So that maybe is one that that stands out. Judas is another one that probably stands out. But there are several others, too. And I, I think it's apparent when we look at the accounts that are there in the scriptures, Frank, that indeed we can tell that this was something that is sinful, that wasn't right. There's just this, you know, the Bible doesn't have to come right out and say that directly. In, in those accounts, it's pretty evident or apparent that this was something sinful, isn't it? Correct. In fact, there are six instances recorded for us in Scripture in which people committed suicide. Uh, the first being Abimelech in Judges chapter 9, uh, then Saul, like you mentioned, in 1 Samuel 31, uh, Saul's armor bearer, which was in the same account in 1 Samuel 31, Ahithophel in 2 Samuel 17, Zimri in 1 Kings 16, and obviously Judas in Matthew 27. But of the six that are mentioned, five of these men were clearly noted for their wickedness. The only exception to the six in the list is Saul's armor bearer, of which nothing was said. And so because nothing was said of him, we have to be fair, and we don't know what his character was like and where he stood with the Lord. But of the other six, they were at odds with the Lord, and so therefore it would lead us to understand that Suicide is sinful, and it's usually the last resort of those who are struggling with the wickedness that is going on in their hearts. Mm. I want to caveat and say usually, because there are instances which we talked about in the last episode in which there are, we know, real believers who have done this. And once again, just because a believer commits an act does not make them less of a believer. I want to reemphasize that, that ultimately suicide is a sin and it is a mark among a lot of people who are sinful. But as Christians, we still do sinful things. We still struggle with that. And and therefore, if a person is a believer in Jesus Christ, no matter what sin they've committed, they are forgiven. And when they pass away, they will be entered into his glorious presence. Yeah. I have a follow-up on that in just a second here, but before I get to that, there may be someone sitting back, like I typically do when I hear broadcasts, a lot of times things will pop into my mind and I'll think, well, what about this or what about that? And I want to ask a question. And so someone may have had Samson pop into their mind as, uh, and you didn't bring him up. And so tell us why you didn't bring him up. It's kind of interesting when I I do a presentation on uh, life being precious. And when I talk about suicide and I ask the people in attendance, who was the first person they think of? Usually it's Judas. And secondly, usually comes up Samson. But Samson's death was not considered an instance of suicide because he knew his actions were leading to his death. That is true. But his goal was not to kill himself. His goal was to kill the Philistines who were impressing themselves upon him. And so once again, kind of like a soldier that would go to battle that knows that they may die within the battle. But their goal is to take out people from the opposite army. Their act is not suicidal. Their act is brave and heroic. And what Samson did was brave and heroic. And he wanted to kill the Philistine oppressors and not necessarily himself, but he knew that there was a great likelihood that he would pass away as well. And so therefore, 
Uh, although he did die, it's not considered suicide in the in the truest sense of the word. Mm, yeah, I appreciate a moment for that insight. And now let's back up to what you brought up just a moment ago here, because I want to get into a little bit of doctrine or theology, I guess we could say, and that I've heard people express that uh, someone who commits suicide couldn't possibly go to heaven because they weren't able to confess that sin. You know, they committed the sin and then they're dead and they weren't able to confess it. And so I wanted to have you explain why that is not theologically accurate. I would say we need to start with the thief on the cross. And the reason that I would start with the thief on the cross is because ultimately he didn't do anything after his belief in Christ. He didn't do anything good. He didn't do anything bad. That's recorded for us. All he did was confess. He said, you know what, Lord, can you remember me? And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. And so therefore, all that was required for him to go to heaven was a confession of sin. And he was promised eternal life or paradise because of that. In the same way, us going to heaven is not based on our actions. It's based on God's sovereign grace, as well as our understanding of the grace that is offered and accepting that in faith in the person of Christ. And therefore, our actions are all paid for by Christ. And they're paid for in full, past, present, and future. Uh, John chapter 6, verse 39 to 40 says, This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given to me, that I should lose nothing, but I should raise it up on the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, which once again is eternal, and I will raise him up on that last day. The bottom line is that Jesus will not lose any who have come to him, even though they may have done actions that are sinful. So we have to be clear that suicide is a sin, but equally as clear that it is, like every other sin, something that Jesus paid for on the cross. And therefore, if we have a relationship with him, it's covered by the blood that has been made efficacious towards our sins. Yeah. I think what I kind of wanted to make clear here is a broader point, that there are those who maybe go through life in fear that they weren't aware of some sin in their life, so they never confessed it. Or maybe they were aware of it, but they never got around to actually confessing it, and they're worried that that's going to keep them from heaven, cause, and, that's, and they would apply that to suicide. And That's not accurate thinking, right? No. Ultimately, when, when we embrace Christ as Savior, all sins, past, present, and future, are paid for. They're covered by him and whether we know them or not and ultimately what what i mean by that is we are probably should the lord tarry going to commit sins from now until the point we go home to be with him but all of those have already been paid for by the person of christ in their totality whether we remember them whether we confess them and should we confess our sins absolutely but that is to bring us to a knowledge of our need for christ not his knowledge of he needs to know that we did this sin because he's omniscient. So he knows all the sins that we've ever committed, and he has forgiven them all. Mm. Yeah, and thank you, because I was just going to bring that up to just to make sure we had a balanced look at this. Yes, we are told in the Scriptures, First John in particular, confess your sins, and other places too, but we are told to confess our sins, and it is more for our benefit than for God, certainly. And so that'll sum up kind of where I wanted to go with that discussion. And we're going to take a break here, and we're going to come back and talk specifically about transgenders and mental illness and how that adds to the suicide rate with our overarching subject being suicide. 
suicide from a biblical worldview. My guest is Frank Figueroa, and my thanks to Frank, a speaker for Reasons for Hope, for tackling this important subject with us in this two-part series on the Plum Line. Love to have you stick around, and I'd love to have you reach out to me and share your thoughts, comments, questions about the broadcast. The email address again is the radio at gmail.com. Plum is P L U M B. The radio at gmail.com. Stay tuned. I am so thankful that you have signed on to the Plum Line. This Christ honoring radio show was birthed out of my lifelong career in radio and God's plan for me to serve Him as a radio missionary to our nation, a nation where less than 9% of those who call themselves Christians hold to a biblical worldview, according to George Barna's research. God laid it upon my heart to use the gifts of expositing the scriptures and discernment from the Word of God to examine dozens of issues that are relevant to our society today from a biblical worldview. A biblical worldview is the lens that Christians should use to view everything. Yet, unbeknownst to many who call themselves Christians, their views on numerous matters are not based upon the only perfect, 100% reliable standard, the Word of God, our plumb line. So in order to address that troubling statistic, the Plum Line radio show began in Iowa in late 2022 and is now growing across the country, including into your area. If you appreciate the mission and ministry of the Plum Line, I would appreciate hearing from you. You can share your financial support or simply a message letting me know you're tuning in and praying for this ministry by emailing theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Hey, I'm with Michael Ross, the creator of Revelator Games. Michael, can you tell us why you developed this unique game? Sure. Let me just clarify something. So it's a small group Bible study activity with a board game element to it. I created the game because I myself personally delight in God's Word you know, through scripture memorization. So I created this game so that we can, one, memorize scripture, but also have fun while we're doing it. Mm, the Remain Game and more. You can check out Mike's products at revelatorgames.com. Thanks for joining me for The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. My guest today is Frank Figueroa, one of the speakers for Reasons for Hope. And one of the topics that he talks about is our discussion for today, suicide from a biblical worldview. And one thing that is noted by pretty much all the researchers and those who have looked into the increase in suicide is that it, it really ties in with a general increase in mental illness, particularly in America, but I imagine around the world too. And so it is often the case, isn't it, where mental illness and suicide are linked, Frank, right? Yes. People who are struggling with mental illness usually are led to doing darker things. And so, therefore, uh, we, we, we see it with PTSD. We see it with the gender dysphoria thing that has become so prevalent in our country. And I know we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the idea being that it pushes them towards doing darker things because they are struggling with things that are affecting their mental health. Yeah, and I've had uh, oh, a couple editions of the Plum Line, at least, probably more, dealing with mental health issues, mental illness and things. And every time I bring up this important reminder to everybody tuning in to be aware, be watchful, understand some of the signs of mental illness, not just for yourself, but in others and loved ones around you, because you got to connect with them and lead them to find help, treatment, you know, whatever is necessary because of this very fact that so often, if it's undiagnosed or not treated, it leads to much, much worse things, including suicide. And so it's something that we really want people to be extra watchful for, isn't it? 
Absolutely. We are trichotomous beings. We are body, soul, and spirit. And so therefore, we have to look out for the wellness of all of those. Uh, What I mean is, if there are things that are hampering us from being well in our body or our physical makeup, uh, we should be people who are seeking uh, to be well in that aspect. You often hear Christians say, well, if somebody's struggling with something, we need to pray. And, and that's absolutely true. But that it may not be the end of it. We have people that can help. Some of those people are doctors. And they can help diagnose things and sometimes give medications that can help. Another thing that we can do is be among other believers in the church. We have 59 one another verses that are located in the New Testament. 59 or 69, I'm not sure. But the idea is that we can pray for one another, uplift one another, encourage one another. All of these things cannot be done by ourselves. We have to be with one another. And so it's real important for us to destigmatize mental illness and bring it out into the open and acknowledge that a lot of people deal with it. And then from there, encourage people to, to not only share so that we can be prayed for, but then encourage people to get help if there is a means of physical help for it. Timothy, for example, was told to take some wine for his stomach in, I believe it's First Timothy chapter 5, because he was suffering with some kind of a stomach illness. And so the idea is that Paul, yes, probably prayed for him, but he also told him to take medicine to help him out at the same time. And so therefore, we should seek to make the whole body well, body, soul, and spirit. Mm, Yeah. And that extends to those who maybe think that there isn't anything wrong with them, but there really is. And by that, I mean the next arena or area that we're going to go into, transgenderism. Those who maybe are male, but they believe they're in a female body or female in a male body or, you know, whatever. And you point out that transgenderism is caused by mental illness. That can be a statement that strikes up a lot of controversy, I'm sure, but it is truth, I, I believe. Yeah, well, not not only truth by biblical standards, but the American Psychiatric Association has qualified gender dysphoria as a psychological distress. Here's their quote, psychological distress that results from an incongruence between one's sex assigned at birth and one's gender identity. So in other words, psychological distress is deemed a mental illness. And keep in mind that when they say sex assigned at birth, we're talking about genetics, I would go further and say that we're not talking about sex assigned at birth. We're actually talking about sex assigned at conception. But there's a lot of documentation to affirm the idea that we've just stopped labeling it as a mental illness. But for decades, people who struggled with gender identity have been qualified as people who are suffering with a mental illness. And it's one of the few illnesses that today we are actually encouraging people to participate in. I'll give you an example. We would never tell a soldier who comes back with PTSD, you just embrace that PTSD. And and we'll give you medicine to help you be more PTSD prone. And that will encourage you and we'll do surgical procedures to actually benefit you being more in a state of stress. We would never do that. We would take that person, we would say, you know what? These things are not good for your body, your soul, or your spirit. So how can we help you out of these things? But with the transgender argument, we've absolutely lost our minds as people and are encouraging people to do things that are just irreversible and cause more harm than good. 
Yeah, and that just makes me think about where our society has gone to in general, where it's not just transgenderism, but a whole assortment of sins. And I, by saying that, I'm pointing out, too, that transgenderism is not just mental illness, it is sin as well. And we are encouraging sin, not just transgenderism, but a lot of other arenas and areas as well, where our society is encouraging people to keep on sinning, aren't we? Absolutely. And we know that because of sin, what happens is it numbs our soul. And therefore, because it numbs our soul, we go into darker places. And so with the, what is called affirming care of the people who are struggling with gender dysphoria, what's happening is we see that the suicide rates are actually going up. They're not coming down. Just to validate this, Sweden is one of the most accepting and affirming countries when it comes to the LGBTQ community. But we have a study from Sweden that McHugh mentions, and he was part of the Obama Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And he pointed out that there's a 19 times greater likelihood of death by suicide by people who have participated in these procedures, whether that be hormone replacement or surgeries. They're 19 times more likely to want to take their life after a period of time in doing those things because it does not fix the sin issue. They're trying to solve a sin issue with something in the flesh, and that never works well. Mm, Exactly. Yeah, and yet that's kind of how, at least in some regards, that transgenderism is being, or support for it, I should say, is being sold to the public, that if we don't help people change sex or transition, then they're going to commit suicide. Just the research bears out that that is definitely not true. Absolutely. In fact, uh, what we are finding out is that, because now we're starting to have a track record with these surgeries and these hormone replacement therapies and so forth. What we are finding is that ultimately, not only are these surgeries not successful, what I mean by that is there has never been a successful sex change operation or procedure because your sex cannot change. It's absolutely impossible to do that. But what we're seeing is because the people who are participating in these don't feel that it brings wholeness or resolution to the problem that they were having in the beginning, that it's leading to a greater sense of discouragement and hopelessness. And we see that they're almost 20 times more likely to take their own lives. In fact, what we have on statistically, 90% of gender-confused boys and 88% of gender-confused girls actually go back to being the gender that God created them to be with no help whatsoever meaning they ultimately come to that conclusion on their own because it's the way they were created. So we are doing procedures and participating in things that are actually hindering a majority of people who will go back to being a boy because they were born a boy and a girl because she was born a girl. And we're stopping that process by means of artificially changing them. But it doesn't get the desired result that leads to darkness, And ultimately, that darkness leads for a lot of them to the point of wanting to take their life. Mm, Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, what should we be doing instead of the way that our, well, particularly our our government especially, has been pushing us this direction and leadership in general, pushing us toward this uh, support for transgenderism and things and sex changes 
and even to the point of, you know, taking children away from their parents if the parents aren't allowing them to get a sex change. And there's a lot we could talk about here. But instead of that direction, especially when we look at this from a biblical and a spiritual view, what should we be doing instead for these people? I would say, first of all, we should be compassionate listeners. The bottom line is that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned, and no one is righteous before him. And so, therefore, we should compassionately listen to people who are going through very real struggles. A lot of times, as Christians, what I've seen is that we tend to brush people off the same way I brushed off my friend who needed somebody to talk to. Having a compassionate ear may make a whole world of difference. The other thing is we need to root them in truth, both in actual medical information as well as biblical information. What I mean by that is truth is not relative. It is absolute. And so, therefore, we start with the absolute truth of God's Word, that He created us on purpose and for a purpose. And the on purpose even has to do with our gender and giving God glory through the gender that He created us to be, but also giving them the facts regarding if you choose to go down that road, just know that it is a darker road to go down than people who ultimately do things the Lord's way. So I think we need to be compassionate. We need to be caring. We need to be truthful. And we need to be people who are willing to walk with them through the difficulty by spending time and actually loving and caring how Jesus loved and cared. He is the ultimate example. And therefore, we should use him as our example. Uh, The way he cared, we need to care. And that was within all the ways, sacrifice your life kind of care, which as we started off the last episode, I was not willing to do. And it ultimately cost someone their life. Now that I'm a believer, my prayer is that I will never, ever do that again. That ultimately, by God's grace and mercy, he can help us to be iron that sharpens iron and encourage one another and bring people to the truth and saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah, amen. Frank Figueroa, my guest, and Frank, I can see why I encourage people to look up Reasons for Hope speakers, uh, look up the materials on their website, r4h.com, r-f-o-r-h.com. And if Frank or one of the other speakers is speaking anywhere in your area, you want to make it uh, there and go hear them. Uh, You did a fabulous job with the material, and thanks, Frank, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Jay. It was a pleasure, and pray that the Lord blesses you and continues to bless The Plumb Line. Mm, Frank Figueroa, my guest, and thanks to you and the listening audience for tuning in to The Plumb Line. I hope you appreciate this discussion, and if you have any questions, comments, thoughts that you'd like to share about the broadcast, I always want to hear those and will definitely respond to you. Just reach out to me via email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B. The Plum Line Radio at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. We'll see you next time on The Plum Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.